0: man i need a fix i need a fix bad so you need a fix huh oh god man i need a bad hook me up i got your fix i got your fix right here all right jeep junkies we know you're jonesing for a midweek fix so we're gonna hook you up with a little
1: midweek xj talk show to tide you over
0: And we have uh, Steve, 4.3LXJ, with us today uh, with uh, this week's Jeep Tip. Hello, Steve.
1: Hi. This week I'd like to talk about uh, chasing down death wobble. Uh, That's a topic that comes up all the time with uh, XJs and uh, particularly XJs that are lifted. Um, And it can have several causes. The uh, front end uh, suspension on a Cherokee is, and the Grand Cherokees, are uh, a four-length that is, if everything is right, they work well. But when things start wearing out and getting loose, then they don't work so well, and they can be, uh, they can develop some very annoying habits, like uh, shaking violently when you hit little bumps or tar strips in the road or something at, uh, usually at about 45 to 55 miles an hour which kind of makes a vehicle undrivable.
0: and and of course the death wobble is from the 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 notion that you're going to die that's how violent the the wobbling oh, yeah. is. and it's a side to side wobble and the steering wheel will literally jerk back and forth in your hand or hands
1: oh yeah and, and you think the front end is coming out of the jeep it isn't literally but it feels like it and, and you're sure at any moment the you're going to leave the front axle back on the road somewhere.
0: It's a very strange feeling.
1: It is, and, and it really, what it is, is it's a uh, a harmonic uh, vibration,
0: an oscillation. And, yeah.
1: Uh, well, yeah, it's an oscillation, and, it, and it's like a sound wave. Really, um, uh, a good illustration, I think, is is the uh, vocal cords in your your larynx. Um, normally when you're breathing, there's air going through there all the time, but whether or not you make a noise with your vocal cords depends on how tight they are. If they're too tight, they won't make any noise. If they're too loose, they won't make any noise. So they have to have a, a specific set of conditions. And death wobble is the same way. It needs some specific conditions in order to happen. And then when it does, it sets up its own resonance and just keeps going until you either speed up, sometimes you can get rid of it that way, or you slow down. And when you slow down, that would be the same thing as relaxing your vocal cords and then just drawing air through them. So it's, it's, it's really a, a harmonic vibration. And so in order to get rid of it, you just have to get rid of the conditions that allow it to happen. And, and uh,
0: I think a lot of the times people think that that steering stabilizer is the, the, the cause, in as much as it's not doing its job, and the solution, which is replacing it or making sure it's tight.
1: That That is true, and uh, he put that on there as a band-aid just because um, if there was any little slight problem, the, the steering stabilizer will mask it, but it won't get rid of it entirely. And steering stabilizers have been being put on four-wheel drives now for I don't know, the last 40 years or so they've been on the market.
0: But a, pro- and, but a properly adjusted uh, front-end system will not uh, will not have def wobble even without a harmonic, uh, uh, not a harmonic balancer, a, a steering stabilizer. Is that correct? That,
1: that is correct, if it's if it's adjusted right. Um, <clears throat> you have to look at the system holistically. A lot of people try to say, well, I'm going to fix just, just one thing and that's going to fix it. And it There may be a number of small things that are contributing to it, and you have to address all of them in order to get rid of it. And the the first one is is tires. A lot of people will run tires forever. I'm one of them. I had my last set of tires for eight years and uh, ran them for a long, long time. And they finally just, they were getting kind of bad and uh, making enough racket that I thought I had wheel bearings going out. I really didn't. tires get worn and they get aged, they can start making some funny vibrations, they can get out of balance and out of round, and this in itself, if you have a little bit of slop in the rest of the steering uh, components, that alone can set up a death wobble at the usual speed, and it doesn't take much to do that, just a little tar strip in the road and and it can start.
0: And there really is no warning to it at all, it just happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it happens, <laughs>
1: and here is, you know, the only thing you can do is speed up or slow down.
0: <laughs> I've never had the courage to speed up.
1: Oh, uh, I've, I've tried it. Uh, <laughs> sometimes it works. Uh, I had a death wobble so that I had to come to a stop. Wow! But uh, that that was after a long day of wheeling, and my uh, track bar mount on the frame was coming off, gotcha. and so I. When I got it home, I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm lucky I made it. <laughs> so, but,
0: uh, so so tires would be the first thing to look at, and I would assume that would also mean uh, having them balanced, perhaps rotated, or rotating them yourself.
1: Yeah, you need to rotate them or, uh, or, uh, or and or balance them. And the other thing is that they need to be properly aligned, um, especially if they're towed out. Uh, that can cause death wobble also. Because the wheels will want to steer one way, and then they'll want to steer the other, and and you know it'll it'll want to steer to the outside, and so um, proper alignment is is the next thing you have to address. And uh, once you get those two things, then you can start looking at the mechanical components. And
0: uh, well, let let me what. ask you this real quick: uh, with is toe the only thing you really need to worry about? Is that the most critical part for de- the death wobble, or is uh, um, the other, and, and I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I know Camber comes to mind, but I don't, there's one of them, one of the three that we can't adjust.
1: I was going to address Caster, but I, but since you brought it up, I'll, I'll talk about it now. Um, many times when people lift a Jeep, uh, they'll get a like a budget boost or something, or they'll get, say, like a, a two- or three-inch lift, maybe some three-inch coils, and, and maybe an add-a-leaf or something like that, and uh, then they'll get the idea after doing a little searching, well, hey, why can't I go up another couple of inches? I'll just buy some spacers and some shackles, and I'll go up another two inches, I'll have a five-inch lift, and I'll have less than 500 bucks in the whole thing. And that sounds good in theory, but there, when you get to the geometry of the front end, what happens is that uh, because the uh, suspension links are not parallel in the horizontal plane there, uh, what happens is that as the front end drops, it begins to uh, draw the bottom of the axle back faster than the top would, and so it changes the caster angle. And so it, it rotates the axle forward. And uh, this could be fairly obvious to you. You can tell when you when you have uh, not enough caster by looking at your coil springs. If they're bowing forward real bad and, and touching your uh, uh, sway bar and, and so forth, um, then you need to do something with your caster angle because it's not right. And the thing about that caster angle is is when the front axle is rotated back a little bit. Um, the physics of the thing is is that the it forces the uh, tires to kind of tow in a little bit. It keeps everything tight. So that angle is very important. When you tow it, when you rotate the axle to the front and you lose your, your camber, I mean your, your caster angle, then your tires want to dive to the outside because of gravity and that also will set you up
0: for death wobble. Okay, so there's tow, which is the the, the distance between the front of the, the wheel and the back of the wheel, which, uh, if I recall correctly, uh, you should have your, your wheels uh, or tires towed in slightly, like maybe, what is it, a half an inch or, or less? No, it's an eighth of an inch. An eighth of an inch. I, I was thinking eighth, but that sounded like it was too small. Anyway, so a, a little bit, which makes it self-centering, I believe. And the uh, the caster is what you were just talking about, right?
1: Right. That's the uh, the tilt of the of the axle.
0: Okay. So you have to set the the, the caster angle, and if that's not right, it can also set up uh, a a situation for death wobble. And I guess it's yeah. camber that we can't adjust.
1: Right. Camber is non-adjustable unless you bend the axle housing itself.
0: And some people do adjust the camber, but it's not a good thing.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I uh, uh, used to live in a town where there was a shop that would adjust your camber angle on your four-wheel drive, and they would actually bend the housing slightly. They had uh, big I-beams in the floor and big uh, hydraulic jacks and so forth, and uh, they were great front-end guys. I bet. We were having front-end problems. You took it down there.
0: I guess, and I guess it was so it, slight it was, you didn't have to worry about the uh, the axles rubbing the tubes or wearing out uh, the um, the seals on the inside.
1: Well, it, it, I mean, they would do it within reason. <laughs> you know, usually on a four-wheel drive, sometimes you would have maybe a degree or, or two at the most out, and, and so they would just... Uh, they would adjust that for you, and they would do the caster and the tow-in, and, and when you drove your straight-axle four-wheel drive out of there, it was right, and it steered well.
0: Man, I bet. Uh, I,
1: I think those guys are probably dead by now, but uh, <laughs> they sure had a great shop, and uh, and they were they were known for quite a quite a ways as the ones to go to for front-end uh, work to be done.
0: Yeah, I bet you they got so a they lot of... It. I bet you they got a lot of business just because of that. That's great. That's uh, very interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah. Anyway, uh, the next thing to check is is uh, your steering box adjustment. And uh, generally, uh, I don't know how many times I've addressed this on our forum or any other forum, really. Um, a lot of people just drive their Cherokee for three hundred thousand miles and, and say, you know my steering wheel has about a quarter of a turn of play in it. And uh, it's because they have wear in their steering box and it's never been adjusted. So the steering box needs to be adjusted. So it's tight because a loose steering box can also contribute to death wobble. Uh, although it's a, a minor um, cause, it still is something that contributes. So, uh, uh need to make sure that that steering box is tight so that uh, the uh, pitman arm and the drag link can't be flopping around there all the time. And then the next thing to be done after all that is done, after you've adjusted the steering box, you've checked the tires and, and, and the alignment and so forth, and got all the angles right, and if that still hasn't fixed it, the next thing to do is to have somebody... Uh, saw the wheel back and forth uh, while you look under the front end. And you shouldn't see anything moving that's not supposed to. The wheels should be going back and forth. The tie rod should be tight and shouldn't have any loose tie rod ends or anything like that. And also, you should not have the track bar moving on the axle or in the mount on the frame.
0: Right. Basically, any, any any basically any any place there's a tie rod end, those are uh, little housings that go around a, a ball inside, and those things will wear, especially if you don't lubricate them properly. And if they, they if, if they move, that's what you're looking for is is that movement inside the uh, those two pieces moving independently of one another.
1: Well, there's another thing that can happen. In fact, I just talked to a guy uh, a couple of days ago. This happened to him, and and uh, it's happened to me, too, and, and that is that there's a tie rod end on the frame side of the uh, track bar. It's the upper mount right. the track bar, and those things can get egg-shaped, too, and get loose.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when that happens, you have to fix that, or you're going to probably get some death wobble, and, and it's going to feel really bad because you're going to have metal clunking against metal, and, and so it'll make it even worse. So all of those things have to be tight. And then the last thing to check is the uh, uh, upper and lower uh, suspension arm bushings. Make sure that they're tight, too.
0: Well, that's interesting. I did not know about that one.
1: Well, it, it's a, what can happen is you can get um, the axle actually rotating forward and backward. And that can, if you have some other things that are loose, um, say like maybe a loose steering box and that kind of thing particularly that will change the uh, direction of the wheels as that axle rotates and so that can set up an oscillation also and and give you in effect the same depth wobble that you would get with a, say a, a loose track bar and then there's there's one other thing to check too and, and that uh, shows up a lot of times after lifts. Uh, many times, people will put a drop Pitman arm on, or they will get a, a new track bar that has a drop mount that is lower than uh, the, the stock position, and uh, and not lower the uh, or not put a drop Pitman arm to match it. What you need to do is to make sure that the Pitman arm is the same length it is from the factory, but if you've done any custom work, it has to be the same length as your drag link. And it also has to be uh, at the exact same angle, so that if you connect the mounting points of the ends of the track bar with the ends of the uh, drag link, that it forms a parallelogram. That's like a rectangle that's been at the
0: top, shoved one way. Right. And also, too, it might be kind of hard to see because uh, the track bars, at least the, the aftermarket track bar that I put on mine, is a, a Kirby thing. I, I know they make some, some straight, um, well, I'm thinking of track bar and the drag link, two, two different things. It, it's actually the track bar and the uh, drag link need to be parallel, right? The mounting points. Right. Well, but, I mean, as far well, as looking at the bar, it's hard to tell because the track bar usually has a bend in it. So you really that's need why got to measure the uh yeah, that's just what, out, that what, surface
1: and measure the uh, points of uh of attachment.
0: Right. So that's that I was trying to explain what you were talking about as far as mounting points. <clears throat> so it'd be like if you took a uh, a piece of string and went from the two mounting points on the track bar and the two mounting points on the uh between the pitman arm and where the drag link attaches to the uh the tie rod. Um in, in the stock configuration it's attached there. So those two lines uh, would have to be parallel, and that's what you mean as far that's as measuring the, from the connection points. Yeah,
1: and, and the same length. Uh, I built my own track bar, which happens to be straight, um, because I was having so much trouble with my stock one, and uh, uh, it's exactly parallel and exactly the same length, and, and I doesn't matter what I hit. I never have depth bubble anymore.
0: You know, I don't know. To me, a straight track bar just makes more sense, and it sounds like it seems like to me it'd be a lot stronger than anything with a bend in it. But you know, uh, well, it but, would
1: be. Mine is, is deal tubing, <laughs> so it's not going anywhere. But uh, that is that is true. Um, the straight track bar would be a much nicer thing. I'm not sure why they bend ours so much. I think they're overbent, personally.
0: Well, I overbent. But, I overbent one of mine and uh, got a replacement. So, um, yeah, I, I really wasn't worried about it until I bent it. And it's pretty easy to bend too.
1: Yeah the 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 stock stuff when you uh, when you start wheeling, particularly with a lift, um, it doesn't hold up all that well. And and that brings up a, a point too that that as you lift that vehicle, all of those stresses. Um, on there show up because the angle of that track bar and that drag length increases with the lift and that's many times why an unlifted rig is driving fine but once you lift it uh, because of those changes in angles then uh, your death wobble will show up.
0: So at what point should you actually uh, change the steering stabilizer to to uh, help the situation? Would that be a last step?
1: Yeah, um, if you uh, take the end of the steering stabilizer loose it, and it's not behaving like a nice stiff shock, then change it. But if it's still stiff, you know, and acting like it's got quite a bit of resistance and you don't need to change it. You need to address something else.
0: Oh and one other thing I wanted to ask you, um, when you say check for any loose parts, um, my experience with at least uh, finding my, uh, my dead spot in my steering wheel with the, the pitman arm, my drop pitman arm being loose, uh, I was very surprised to find that a very minute, almost invisible amount of movement in the pitman arm caused a large gap in my, or the dead spot in my steering wheel. So uh, my question is, uh, you don't, uh, I'm, I'm wondering how much movement you're actually looking for on your tie rod ends, your pitman arm, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I'm thinking like a sixteenth of an inch uh, uh, movement would be enough to cause death, death wobble.
1: Yeah, it would. Um, as far as tie rod ends go, zero movement. They ought to be completely solid.
0: So any slight uh, movement uh, from those it's two pieces, movement. they have to be replaced. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're very easy to replace. And they're not that expensive. I think uh, I got a couple of Moog uh, uh, tie rod ends for my new track bar, or uh, not track bar, my new uh, uh, tie rod, and I think they were like 35 bucks a piece. So it's, it's not a break-the-bank type thing. Uh, it's going to be more than a, a steering stabilizer, but um, you're going to be a lot safer. I mean, I, it was a long time ago, but I actually had a, a tie rod end come apart on me on a, uh, a 72 Nova. And that was a weird feeling driving down I-10 with one steering wheel working.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would uh, certainly wake you up.
0: <laughs> that was, uh, so you need to, to take care of your tie rod ends, and it'll it'll uh, help get you home and perhaps keep you out of uh, harm's way.
1: Yeah, got to keep them greased if, if they're
0: greasable. That's what I wasn't doing, but I was only like 16 at the time. Didn't know any better.
1: <laughs> well, I got a mighty-mite sitting in the shop with, with a dry tie rod in it probably hasn't been greased in 20 years, so <laughs> things like that happen.
0: And now for a disclaimer. Jeep Tips is for entertainment purposes only. If you choose to follow these tips, man up and take the responsibility for your own actions. If you cannot or you feel that working on your Jeep is beyond your abilities, seek the help or advice of a trained, certified mechanic. My favorite site is XJTalk.com. It's where you go when
1: you're not off-road.